Meeting of the Senate Finance Committee, American Rescue Plan Act Subcommittee to order on this uh, Tuesday afternoon, uh, April 5th. Uh, we have all members present. We have a great staff with us that always does a tremendous job for us. We appreciate uh, through this whole process, Mike, you and your team that have done so much to get us to this point and uh, uh, just uh, appreciate those efforts that uh, while we've had success in getting the Senate version through, it's my understanding we have before us today H4408, which is the House version Correct. of that uh, bill. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, first of all, behind every one of your tabs and your notebooks, number one is a summary of the amendment that staff will be proposing to you. Number two is a spreadsheet that's going to show you some of the differences. Number three is the amendment that we would be proposing to you for your consideration. And then number four is the bill. So what I'd, what I'd like to do is get you to turn to tab two, the phase one spreadsheet and very quickly go over that because I think it'll give you an idea of uh, just what we're, we're proposing for the subcommittee to consider. First of all, as is our tradition, the first thing that we always do is whenever we have a House and a Senate bill and we've passed something in the Senate, we begin with that as the base. So does that base, when you talk about the Senate base, everything that was in the Senate version, so that, sub, that uh, amendment that I proposed dealing with the look back that allows those companies that have been out there doing great work of getting broadband to folks. This is in the broadband section. That amendment that we adopted, it was part of S-952, will be in your amendment. Is that That's correct? That's correct. Yes, sir. So, so making sure that uh, that complies all the way across with the yes, Senate version. Thank yes, you, sir. Um, if you look at look at the spreadsheet, I want to bring to your attention um, several changes. Talk a little bit about what the House House did. Yeah, on tab two. Yes. Um, I just walk through this quickly. Um, the first thing that we're recommending for your consideration, if you look at line three, is the addition of a new source of funds called Capital Projects Fund. That's a hundred and eighty-five million dollars. That number vacillates a little bit, but uh, the the final number that we got from the Executive Budget Office is 185. I'm handing out a panel that was shown to the committee last August regarding the state and local fiscal recovery funds. This was introduced to you by Brian Gaines. And we didn't pay much attention to it at the time because compared to the billions of dollars, that's if you look at the bottom line, this, this second box, blue box is Capital Projects Fund, 188. We now know it's 185 and some change. After clarification from Treasury Department and the, uh, the final rule that was uh, promulgated by them, what we figured out, and this is in consultation working with the Office of Regulatory Staff, while it didn't explicitly say that in the original legislation, it gave a strong inference that that was for broadband. And now looking at the, the Treasury circular that was sent out is broadband. So what, what we're doing is we're recommending to pick up that source of funds in this bill. And then if you look down at the bottom under Office of uh, Regulatory Staff broadband account, the $400 million stays the same. So what would occur is you have a smaller amount coming from the state and local 
fiscal recovery funds, but you pick up the $185 million, which essentially, in the way that the rules work, is earmarked for broadband. So you still have a spend out of $400 million, but we have a new source of revenue underlying that. So that's one of the important things to, to look at. Part of the reason for suggesting that to you is because we need to have a plan sent to the federal government by the fall. So we don't want that uh, money to go to waste. If you look down under the Rural Infrastructure Authority, there are several differences that I want to bring your attention to. Um, remembering that as we developed the uh, early stages of the amendment that you considered for the Senate bill, we worked in conjunction with the House staff. So we all knew what each other were doing, and, and you'll see a lot of similarities between the two bills. Uh, if you look at line 10, the economically significant projects of 100 million, the House decided not to pick up that specific line and that language, but what they did do was add on line 24 an amount for stormwater. So that's one difference. If you look at lines 11 and 12 on the spreadsheet, the $407 million and $271 million in the Senate side on that first column adds to $679 million versus the House's $713. But you'll notice that there is no line, it's one larger box, and that's because the House took out the language that designated the 60% share and the 40% share. So it's one larger tranche there. But again, with us going back to the Senate version as the base, we would be picking up the 60% share and the 40% share. That's exactly correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Senator from Lexington, then I'll come to 11 and 12 on their version and 23. Is there any difference in the stormwater infrastructure? Uh, the other is water and sewer grants, utilities. The, the grants management services, that's uh, with the, uh, excuse me, the stormwater infrastructure, that, that is specifically for stormwater issues. You could do stormwater up in the Rural Infrastructure that's Authority. Good. That's what I was getting at. So yes. it could be in 11 and 12. Yes, if, if I'm remembering correctly, within the Office of Resilience, that is a separate entity. Of course they would have to coordinate and communicate, but this is for the Office of Resilience. It's that new organization that was stood up, I think, within the last year. So that's the primary difference. Senator from Anderson. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, by keeping our version that allocated 60% to utilities over 30,000, serving over 30,000, and 40% serving under 30,000, they just put in one lump sum. Correct. That really doesn't differentiate. Some of the bigger companies could come in and it really wouldn't be helping the folks who need to be helping. That's right. If I'm reading that right. That's correct. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Yep. How'd, and the, the next question then is how do they get to the 713? I would like to bring to your attention lines 14, 15, and 16. So in line 14, uh, we allocated $80 million for the Regional Solutions Grant Program. They allocated 50, so that's a difference of 30. And then with the DHEC permitting cost, and the Rural Infrastructure Authority administrative costs, we allocated $8 million each, and they shaved that by $2 million down to six. So whenever you do the math, they wind up balancing to get to the 713 by those changes. So it's very little difference in the larger scheme of things. But, but I'm glad that we're sticking with the Senate version 
And for the larger ones as well. So I think you make sure that there's needs all the way across the board. Yeah, and so, Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Central uh, and I'll ask staff. Do we did staff house staff give any indication why they cut thirty off of the regional solutions grant and then two off the other two? I, I listened to part of the testimony. I honestly don't remember. I, I would go back and look. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, but, but let me just say, we're going to correct their error and our put it back. Wrong. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I've already explained line 24. That is the stormwater. There's one other large difference here. It's a recommendation on line 30. Um, one of the things that you've seen discussed within the budgetary process and now in this process is funding for a public health laboratory. Some of you, I think, have uh, visited that laboratory and it, it is, um, it's in shambles and it has a tremendous amount of rust throughout it, it will need to be replaced very, very soon. And it shows up particularly during a pandemic. Um, we consulted with the executive budget office who then consulted um, with Guidehouse and Guidehouse sent back and said that would most likely be eligible. Look through the details and this would be our suggestion from a staff standpoint, Mr. Chairman, your consideration to fund this because it is an amount that's above $10 million, they essentially have to go through a process of getting clearance through the Treasury Department anyway. anyway that's right. And we will know definitively whether or not it is approved. And if it is not approved, then the money would have obviously then revert back into the fund for whenever you consider phase two. Well, I, and, and I concur. I think it's the right thing to do. That, that uh, lab is, what, 40, 50 years old. It's a long time. The usefulness is way, way past that and would put us in a position and certainly has been needed during the uh, pandemic, uh, the COVID-19. And so I think it, it would be, uh, once we have it affirmed that that's appropriate use then to include that. And the, the, to point out, the House did fund that amount in their regular budgetary process. So it is of a priority for them also. One last thing to mention in our earlier version in the Senate, we had neglected to pick up the $8 million for the grants management service. Um, speaking from personal experience and dealing with the people at Guidehouse, I've been extremely impressed and we would recommend this is allowable, uh, covered under the auspices of, of, the, of ARP itself for the $8 million to go to retain their services. Mr. Chairman, that covers the differences uh, and that would be the recommendation from staff. Yeah, and I certainly concur in those recommendations or are there further discussions? Mr. Chairman. Senator from Greenville. Yes, thanks. And so obviously with the addition of that money in there and despite paying, say we do the DHEC lab, we go from 737 left over to allocate back up to 818 That's now. That's right. Is what so additional okay. funds. That's right. So that'd be for what we'd call a phase two. Very much like we did on the CARES Act, I think that served us extremely well from that standpoint. Well, I'd move for a favorable report. Oh, we'll hold that. I just had a question. Okay. Okay, so we got the motion in the second, so we'll go to the discussion. Senator from Clarendon. Remind me on line 10, what comes on the economically significant project? Could be up to a total of $50 million. This is a recommendation that comes from the Secretary of Commerce, and it will be a large 
water or wastewater expansion. Help us from that standpoint, but thank you for that question. So, any others? Yeah, we'll move to adopt the amendment. We had the second on the amendment. Is there any further discussion on that? Hearing none, then the uh, amendment is adopted unanimously. Uh, then that brings us to uh, the House bill as amended being the question before us. So uh, H4408, we have uh, favorable as amended. As amended. First and, and motion and second, numerous second, all second. I think everybody seconded it. So uh, is there further discussion on that motion? Hearing none, then the pending question is the uh, unanimous report of the bill out as amended to the full finance committee. All in favor, please say aye. I oppose no. It is unanimous as it was. So that is the purpose that we're here today. So uh, thank you all so very much for your attendance and for the work, again, of this um, subcommittee. It's been a great working committee. We may have additional work to do, uh, but uh, today is an important day for us to move forward. So thank you all for, for your work and being here. Uh, without objection, we'll stand adjourned to thank the uh, subcommittee.